Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 415. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, my name is Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. You're in your winter garb today, man. It was cold as hell, wasn't it? it? Dude, it's the first snow of the season. It's first little dusting. Yeah, it's first just little dusting. Little, yeah, I mean. Don't be such a girl. <laughs> little, little, little snow, little snow. Uh, <laughs> dude, well, I was I was talking to somebody this week at work. I was like, you know, the funny thing about snow is as a kid, you, like, you clamor for it. You pray for it. You're like, yeah. oh, I want it to snow. I want it to snow as an adult. You're like... This just makes life harder. I, we still have to go to work and, yeah. do, and do everything. Yeah. You know? well, well, and as a kid, I don't remember my parents complaining about snow either. Like, no, but like now I'm like, this sucks, you know, because it was like this morning I had to get out and went, took the wife to get her a booster shot. But like I, as we were coming back, it started to snow and I was like, oh God, freaking roads are going to be bad. This yeah. sucks. But like, luckily I think the roads are, even though it's below freezing, I think the roads are too warm because like yesterday it was like. 57 yeah it didn't it, it's literally looks like a dusting yeah like I, I guess it's supposed to snow um till about two o'clock today so by, by the time we're wrapped up we should be hopefully done and it won't be too bad but yeah i hope so is what it is um we got a lot of wrestling talk this week a little bit of movie talk some toy talk uh but before we dive into our major news dude this sucks we lost bob saget this week dude we did yeah freaking uh, danny tanner dude yeah that it really sucks, man. Like I know, um, I know everybody that was part of family or not family matters. Full House was, you know, um, posting about it, talking about how much yeah. you know, really sad, and it really is sad. I mean, it sucks, and it's way too young to pass away. I know we also just recently lost um, Betty White. Mm. She was like damn near a hundred, and she was like a like less than a month away from being a hundred. Yeah, so I mean, it's like okay. And like, as sad as that is, I absolutely love Betty White. Like I think she was a national treasure, but like right. She lived a full life. Right. She really did. And so, like, for with Bob Saget, it was, like, kind of, like, out of nowhere. It, it reminds me of, like, uh, when, like, Piper died. You know, like, yeah. it was, like, God, I mean, I know he's in his 60s, but that's too young. Or Dusty or somebody. Right. It's, yeah. like, that's just too young to pass away. And so it just, I don't know, it's really sad. Sad to see him go. He's 
outside you know full house is, is what it is but outside of that dude was just such a hilarious guy oh I mean, yeah just such a funny guy and so it's i don't know it's sad that he's gone what's so funny about him as a as a performer is that most people assume he is like danny tanner he is not he, it, well and that's what's so interesting yeah. if you see his comedy they actually made like a little tv movie it's called the unauthorized story of full house and they had actors playing the, the you know the actors basically sure. and uh and so it's like a reimagining of like you know the pitch to the concept to the filming and yeah. to the cancellation and everything else and it shows him doing stand-up post full house and people are like geez kind of kind of disheartening to see danny tanner doing this dirty comedy i actually remember that yeah. yeah and he was and i'm he was like no like i'm not that's a character i played i wasn't squeaky clean you right. know but but he was so good at playing that yes you just assume that's how he is right yeah but I mean, and a lot of people brought this up, like America's Funniest Home Videos that kind of predated YouTube. Yes. And his little uh, voice captions he put on there. I mean, mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah. I mean, there's people that still model that today. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, so. I follow a lot of people who do the little uh, voice captions over the videos and things like that. Yeah. But it's just a sad day. Rest in peace to Bob Saget, man. There will never be another Danny Tanner. That is for sure. Definitely. Well, we got a little bit of wrestling talk. Why do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Well, Big Underscore Band, we got quite a bit of wrestling talk, so we're going to try to dive into everything. Uh, this came up, I thought it was very, very odd. Apparently, MLW, Major League Wrestling, is suing the WWE for some type of contract tampering, possibly like uh, talking to their talents while they're under contracts and stuff like that. What do you think about this? I mean, if they have a case, good for them. Get that get that Vince McMahon money, you know? But like, Do you think they will win, though? I mean... I can see Vince settling, you know? I mean, if there's, if there's if any there's, legitimacy to it. If there's actual proof. But I mean... Right. Gosh dang, that's so hard to prove. Yeah. I, I mean, think. Yeah, it probably really is. But uh, I... I mean, I don't know. I, I I am not shocked that they would be doing that, though. Right. But at the same time, why would they? You just released hundreds of guys. Right. So, like, why would you even give a shit about MLW? Like, you're clearly not even after wrestlers anymore. You're after football players and track stars. Well, true. Uh, I don't know all the details behind why they're suing. Um, I do know this. Like, to me, it wasn't really a shock when, like, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Adam Cole all just didn't resign with ROH. Yeah. It's like, Hmm, I wonder if they got a clue somewhere that they might be going somewhere else. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was not a shock because the same thing happened with NXT for two of them. Yeah. And I'm sure Bobby fish had he not been released was probably going to let his laps too. Yes. But it, it, to me, like it wasn't really a shock that that happened. So yeah. is that contract tampering? It's hard to say. I mean, I think some saying something like, Hey man, when your contract's done, let us know. Yeah. And then them kind of be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what defines contract tampering. I'm not sure. Who do you think they were after? I don't know. I mean, it could be uh, it could be like the Hammerstone guy. I could see. I but, can, but he's done tryouts before. Yeah. So I can see Hammerstone. I can think of Jacob Jacob Fought too. Sure. Uh, but those right now are the only two. Maybe Enzo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that he's there. Yeah. Um, but I think I, to me, those are the only two that I can think of that would fit in WWE. Yeah. And I mean, makes sense that they go after the top guys. Yes. So I, I don't know. I've always kind of looked at MLW and ROH as like breeding ground. Yes. For lower in talent. Maybe MLW doesn't see them as that. Maybe they see them as a 
viable three. I don't know, but I feel like they got to know, right? I mean, they wrestle in like a, what is it? Like a 14 foot ring. I mean, it's a small ring, small setup. I mean, like it, it's one of the best looking indie promotions I've seen, but it still looks like an indie promotion. You it's probably I mean? bigger than 14 foot, but yeah, it's smaller. The ring I saw looked small. I, I don't think maybe, maybe could, it's bigger than that. Well, you couldn't even suplex a guy hardly in a 14 foot ring. Yeah. One of the guys hardly could really, <laughs> it was tried. that small. Yeah. It was that, uh, it might've been a little bit bigger. It just seemed so small. Yeah. Um, maybe it was 16 feet or something like that, but and 16 is a small ring and I've yeah. wrestled in a 16 foot ring, but yeah. Um, but and I don't even know if they make 14 feet, but I thought they I'm did. sure they do. Um, but it just, it seemed really small to me. And cause I, I remember like the guy was in the, he was in one corner suplex the guy it was that war games match they did he suplexed the guy and then like when he suplexed him dude's feet was all the way across the ring and i was like oh shit just small huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah well and i mean i know sometimes with venues you need to have smaller sure rings to fit more chairs sure so i mean that's definitely possible i don't know the specifics of it i just thought it something worth uh worth touching on if anyone knows um so we'll see what happens we will Wardlow made some news. Apparently, WWE very interested in Wardlow from, a, from AEW. He kind of fits the bill of what they look for. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I find interesting. I guess Wardlow was very thankful for his AEW opportunity. Yeah. Because he literally came from almost obscurity, I feel like. Absolutely, he did. To being like a very well. I mean, he's got an action figure coming out. Yeah. Um, he's probably going to be in the video game. Yep. He's got shirts. I mean, very well known. So, to me, he seems as though he's very thankful for that. Mm-hmm. And is like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a lifer. Why would you? Well, yeah. I feel like they would be stupid not to be interested in him, though. I mean, just like they're interested in MJF. I'm sure they're probably interested in Luchasaurus. Right. You know, even though they already had him. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Now it's like, wow, the guy got himself over. Right. We, we'd like to have him back. And he looks extra jacked now. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you see someone like Wardlow, It's it makes sense that they would be into him. But I, was, I mentioned this. I saw Eric Brown tweet this on Twitter from the Doing the Favor account, and I replied, and I was like, I would think if you're a Wardlow or you know, maybe not MJF, but like a guy like Wardlow, who's a little more in the mid card. Mm-hmm. He's factored in, but he's more in the mid card. I would be nervous to jump ship with all the people they're releasing. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't want to burn that bridge. I would think I will say this though. There's going to come a time where a mid card guy who is freaking phenomenal in AEW is going to jump ship and we're going to see a new Jericho. Because that's exactly what happened to Jericho. He was mid card in WWE at or WCW at best. Came over to WWE instant star, and that like we're we're gonna see that eventually. Oh sure, but I, I don't think Wardlow's the guy. But who is that guy? I, he's probably not even there yet. Yeah, you know, I, I just think that's gonna happen at some point. You know, I mean, but I feel like, in my opinion, AEW recognizes talent a hell of a lot more than WCW did true i mean because jericho tried to get a feud with goldberg going they yes. kind of basically were like yeah no you're a cruiserweight go be I, a cruiserweight i bet i i absolutely bet there are people there who they're are, unhappy they're unhappy and they're rubbing the the bosses the wrong way and they're tr- probably still trying to pitch ideas that are probably great but the boss are like no we're not gonna do that yeah i guarantee you there's somebody there because you can't you can't make all your employees happy, and every employee isn't going to make the boss happy. Sure. And so, I just, oh, and and if you're a guy working dark and you see Brody King show up, you're like, ugh, great, yeah, well, another yeah, guy. You're like, what the fuck? You or know? the Briscoes if they show up, which is probably going to happen. Yeah. You know, like yeah. or or more people, Bray Wyatt, whoever it might be, if they show up. Yeah. You're, you're one step lower on the card. Yeah. But I, I don't see anyone they have 
the WWE is going to swoop up and make a bigger star than they than they are now, in my opinion. No, and well, I feel like the things because it's not the same WWE as it was in '99. Well, and also too, like I feel like the things that and I'm because I'm because I've used Jericho as an example. I'll keep going with that. I feel like the things that made Jericho a star is kind of a lost start on the talent that is just starting out. Yeah, like because Jericho not only had the wrestling ability, he had the 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 promo side of him where he cut phenomenal promos even at that age and even and, as a heel you loved him right and i didn't even realize i loved him yeah. as much as i because he was so entertaining yeah but mjf is like really the only guy that's that young now that has all of that but they recognize that right and, and so like they're treating him well I, I don't think i don't think a lot of the younger talent like have that like where they can cut fantastic i even think of jungle boy like he's kind of the shits on the promos right you know um but like there's not a whole lot of younger guys who are really good in the ring and really good on the mic and so i don't i don't, I don't know i mean so maybe i'm wrong in thinking that somebody is going to jump ship and give him another star but I, who knows i think someone will jump ship eventually i just don't think wwe is at that point now to make them a huge star i think they're still too into that like oh we gotta sign this almost guy you know because he's big. I mean, to me, it was like when they signed Great Khali, the very first, because I knew him from the Longest Yard movie. Yes. So he walks out there. The dude can barely walk down the aisle. And I'm just like, okay, I get that he's big. Yeah. But after six months, how do you not like, okay, this this isn't a good idea. Yeah. They kept that dude there for years. I will tell you, though, I think Omos has the potential to be the best big guy ever. If, if they can, like, get some good matches underneath him and get him with more people like AJ who can teach him some stuff. Right. He moves so much better than any other big guy. Sure. Like, and so I... Well, he's pretty young, too, isn't he? Like, yeah, 24 or something? Early 20s, yeah. And, I mean, but, like, as tall as he is, like, he, he doesn't he doesn't walk around like the big... He, he reminds me of how Big Show was when he was young. Just, mm-hmm. like, super agile. Like, I mean, I don't know about agile, but for how big he is. Big Show was agile for, for the age. That's what I'm for, saying. For when like, he was young. Like, I, I feel like that guy could probably, like, move around pretty good. And Big Show was like that when he was young, too. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm not knocking, because I get it. Yeah. There's always that attraction for pro wrestling. Sure. There yeah. always will be. Yeah. Um, you need something that's like, damn. Yeah. That guy's a monster. You know, it, it makes sense. But to me, I... I get what you're saying about them, about WWE taking someone and making them a star, mm-hmm. but they have, in my opinion, really been lacking making people stars lately. Yeah, and I think since they lost that WCW competition, it's been harder for them to pull that off. I feel like they thought of maybe not Triple H, but I feel like WWE in general probably thought of most of the NXT stars that came in from the Indies. They probably thought like, well, we're grooming them to become stars. Like yeah. they're not already stars. We're grooming them to become stars. I felt like they took it that way and that's why most of them flopped right whereas like i feel like if they were to t- directly steal somebody from aew they'd probably do better at it but here's another thing let's say they did sign let's say th- throw out a name that's not c- currently considered max caster max caster he's not he's he's there he's in the fold yep he's not i mean he's feuding with sting that's a yeah. big deal great but on the mic great on the mic solid in the ring from yep. what i've seen um, he's trained by Kurt Hawkins. Yep. He knows what he's doing. Th- could they make him a star? Yes. Yeah. But I don't see them doing anything bigger than what AEW is doing at the moment. I think... I I don't know, because... Well, I mean, do they send him down to NXT? Training the performance I don't think center? you could. I don't think you could 
do that. I think you would have to do what you do with Jericho and bring them immediately into the fold with your top guy. Yeah. Like I think it would have to be like Max Caster. They do the vignettes for months or whatever, like they did with Jericho. They bring him in. Max Caster, his very first night, he's in in the ring with Roman Reigns doing a promo. Mm-hmm. It almost has to be that way, right? To establish them as an immediate star. No, I agree. It would have to be that way, but I don't know if they are. I think they're too up their own ass to even think that an AEW guy is going to be a huge star. Like I, it's almost kind of surprising that they did that with Jericho. Well, when you look back at it, but dude, you got to remember that's a lot of intruso though. W well, also too, WWE was struggling back then. Right. Like, I mean, that was when WCW was kicking their ass. Yeah. And so they had to make that move. And, I, and, and a lot of people don't think about this. They knew Austin was on borrowed time. Yes. He was about to go out with that big neck surgery. Yeah. And so I think they needed someone. And even Jericho early on wasn't quite what they wanted. I think they thought they had a flop. Yeah. Until he, they, he adapted, quote unquote, to the WWE style. Right. And so, I mean, it would be a learning curve because it is two totally different styles. But right. but also, too, like one thing, I, and I don't I don't know for sure, but I, I assume that back then it wasn't nearly as scripted down to the, down to the you know, dots. But like. I feel like now it might be more difficult just because they have to write out everything for the guy. Yeah, it could be. So that that might be another hindrance on anybody that jumps ship. Yeah, I think it could. It'll be interesting to see because it'll happen. Yeah. Eventually someone from AEW will jump to WWE. It's going to happen. It just hasn't yet. So, But, again, I haven't heard a lot of negativity on how AEW is operated. Yeah. And I heard that all the time with WWE. So we'll see. I honestly, before we move on, I honestly could see uh, – uh, MJF eventually moving. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be like after he wins the world title, maybe once or twice, but I, I, I could see him eventually going to WWE. Well, there's always that lingering like thought, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like sting in WCW. He never left. I'm sure he had the opportunity, but oh, yeah. I think at the end of the day, he was like, I'm paid. Well, I'm top guy essentially. Yeah. Do I need to? Yeah. I think that was always kind of the thought. And I mean, you think about it, like what would have happened if Sting would have jumped in like ninety four? Yeah. Would it have been different? I don't know. It's hard to say. I bet we would have never gotten Crow Sting. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least not then. You know, we, we might have gotten like a different type of sting than Surfer Sting, but I bet it wouldn't have been what we know him as now. But a lot of those guys that jumped in that era all went right back. Flair went back. The Steiners yeah. went black went back. Uh Luger went back. So I think I think him jumping in '97 it, instead of sticking around, you know, like after the F- Hogan feud and all that. Like if he would have jumped around then, like that would have been bigger. Money. Yeah, that would have been huge. I think it could have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things we'll never know because he didn't. Right. But it's. Well, I mean, apparently, I've heard Kevin Nash make the claim that uh, Taker was very close to signing with WCW in 99. Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. And he was going to be like a uh, biker, Mark, mean Mark Calloway, the biker or something. Yeah. And that that was before WWE renegotiated and made him the American badass and stuff. But yeah. um, one of those things, you know, like it just, who'd have, who'd have known? Who'd right. have thought? It just, it is what it is. But yeah. More AEW news. Brody King officially has signed with AEW. He Paired up with Aleister Black, came out, um, debuted this past week on Dynamite. Obviously, this guy is very tatted up, very, very athletic, especially for his size. Uh, mm-hmm. it's probably, is this the first time you've seen him before? Never watched a single match, never seen a promo, nothing. I just know his name. Yeah, what'd you think? Um, I mean, I didn't really see much. I mean, I didn't even watch the full clip of him being in there 
But, I mean, I, cool that he's paired with Aleister Black. Gives him something to do. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I haven't seen Aleister in a while. Yeah. it's uh, the, He's kind of had that feud with the uh, Varsity Blondes, which is kind of... Such a weird feud to me. It is. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think with this, you kind of throw a bit of a tag team, possibly a future stable together, which is not a bad idea. It gives, yeah. gives guys something to do. Yeah. And uh, Brody King, of course, comes from ROH. So yeah. hopefully more ROH guys show up in the future. Absolutely. Billy Gunn made some headway. Yes. He has filed to uh, copyright the New Age Outlaws. Yeah. Apparently, it's for like autograph signings and such. Oh, you didn't know? They need to get the music, too. Well, I think they can kind of recreate that to a degree. but Yeah, because Ruckus is the man. <laughs> I'm telling you, Ruckus does amazing with that, that music. Yeah. Um, do you think he'll get this? Uh, I mean, if it's available. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, does that kind of make you think that Road Dog's showing up in AEW to some 100% degree? 100% showing up in AEW. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I think the New Age Outlaws is a uh, much better name than the Voodoo Kin Mafia. You know? <laughs> that was um, pretty bad. <laughs> so, VKM's declaring war on VKM. Yeah. So if it's uh, if they can get that, then, you know, hell yeah. I'm all about it. I Although I do like uh, the Ass Boys. You know, Billy, Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. I like that name as well. Danhausen's really come, come, off, come off with something there, hasn't he? He really has. I mean, I think it's a matter of time he shows up, don't you think? Yeah, he's showing up for sure. And um, the Briscoes, I think, are coming. I mean, I think there's more, but yeah, I think also, too, AEW is probably smart in not bringing everybody all in at once and like kind of letting him. Let him shine a little bit. Well, give him a little bit of time, Yeah, you know, and give him some moments. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, holy shit, like here's Brody King. And it's a big deal. Yeah. So smart, smart stuff. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I, I like to see New Age Outlaws maybe have a little farewell send off. That'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. I'm, I would be all about that. Uh, the Royal Rumble this year, uh, they've announced some interesting uh, entrants already. Of course, we know Lita's in for the women. Yes. You brought up a point before we started recording that you think she might win. I think there's a solid possibility she's going to win. Uh she was on, I mean, I, I didn't watch SmackDown, but I saw a little clip on Twitter of her and Charlotte, and Lita said that she thinks she's got another run in her. And I feel like they probably wouldn't have done that promo if they're not planning for her to have a run in her. I See, I think the Women's Royal Rumble, so I've been re-watching all the Royal Rumbles. It's like my January tradition, sure. like December I do Christmas movies. I'll tell you, with them doing two a year now, that makes it a hell of a lot harder to get through all of them. Oh, yeah. There's, since 18, there's been... Two for every year. Because they're at least, what, an hour and a half? Like, about an hour. Are they about an hour? Yeah, they're not too... I mean, of course, it sucks with Peacocks. You have to fast forward. Right. But anyway, um, and then the women's rumble is usually in the middle somewhere, yeah. so you have to try to find it. Anyway, um, watching all the women's rumbles, because I've watched all four of them now, and, and none of them were bad, honestly. I, think, I, th- I thought they put them all together very well. They all told mm-hmm. the story. They all had some good surprises. But the problem is, is almost every year, it's like the same surprises. Yeah. Now the only one like I know one year they did Molly Holly, then yep. two years later they did Mighty Molly. Yeah, that was that was cool because yeah. it's like oh, okay, it's slightly different. I mean, granted, she's just wearing a cape. That's right. the only different thing. But it's like, hey, why not? Like, let's try something new. Right. With the men, there's so many more possibilities as far as surprises. Yes. I mean, you could literally do Charles Wright four years in a row, Godfather, Papa Shango, comma. You know what this I mean? This year would be a perfect year for him to do all of them. <laughs> You don't have, like, the three faces of Foley gimmick again? Well, I just want Papa Shango for sure. Yes, absolutely. Because they brought out the Godfather in 2013, Mm -hmm. and as fun as that is, it's like the hoes don't really 
formulate to PG-13, no. No. give me Papa Shango. Yes. And bust out that 97 paint. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? Like, that would be great. The Attitude Era, so. Yeah. yeah, that would be fantastic. That would be such a fun thing. Absolutely. But um, with the Women's Rumble, I f you know, because, like, they've had Kelly Kelly in, what, two or three times? Mm -hmm. Tori Wilson's been in a couple of times. There's not many surprises left. Right. And so this year they announced Mickey James, which would have been a great surprise. Yes. Because she's an impact, but now they've spoiled that. I wonder, though, if they're pushing – my point is I wonder if they're pushing Lita because they realize that no one's taking these surprises as a serious contender. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we never actually thought Trish was going to win. She's just there for that one-night-only pop. Right. We didn't – we certainly didn't think Kelly Kelly was winning. We didn't think, you know, Tori Wilson was winning. Yeah. Because they don't even really fit with the current model of, like, girls that can legitimately go. And that's not a knock on them. It's just – Different eras. The truth, yeah. It's just different eras. Beth Phoenix will always kind of work. Oh, yeah. Because she came from that era. Of course, she's doing the mixed tag this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, she may be in it. I don't know. But it's one of those things where it's like, who do you put in as a surprise? Ronda Rousey always comes to mind. If she ever decides yeah. to come back, I think she would make a solid surprise. Yeah. Because I thought she was going to be in that first one. Of course, she showed up at the end, yeah. not in the match itself. But I'm kind of wondering, like, where do you go with the women? You know, um, and that's why I think they're pushing Lita as like a legitimate contender, not just a here's a fun little surprise, right? Because they've done that once before. Yeah, I mean, I'm still of the mindset. I think they need to, and Lita would be a huge shock because no one's expecting her to win. Uh, but like, or to at least get close, maybe right, final four, or whatever you know. Uh, but I, I think I still am of the mindset like WWE really ought to go the route of shock value when it comes to the Rumble. Because it's gonna get people talking. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna like, if you're gonna use that match as a platform for similar to like King of the Ring, you know what I mean? Like you're using that as a platform to like create a star. Yeah. Do that with the Rumble because the entire concept of this of the Rumble is like a chance. Right. You know what I mean? Like you just got to throw them over the top rope. You ain't got to pin them. You ain't got to knock them out. You ain't got to make them tap. You just got to toss them over the top rope. Anybody could win that. And so I think use that to your advantage and have like. Have somebody that you think we could really push as a star that hasn't yet, like, put them over. I feel like they kind of did that with Bianca Belair last yes. year. I don't think she was totally, like, the favorite to win. No. But at the same time, now it's like I feel like they've damaged her enough to where it's like, eh. Doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's right. not like, oh, my God. It, it'd take about a year or so to build her back up. Right. Because they kind of undid that all on SummerSlam, which well, they, was unfortunate. They did that. They did it with Naomi, too. Naomi was a huge star on SmackDown for a while. And now she's like nothing. You know what well, I mean? It's, it's kind of like when uh, with the men, I feel like they do a very good job of like when Drew won. It was like, yes, yeah. it's his time. Because yeah. he's never been the champion. So when you have guys who have never been the champion win, it, it means something. They did that with Bianca. Like when Charlotte won or when Becky won, it's like. Well, they've been the champion. They've been right. a champion on both brands. It's not that exciting. Same with Alexa. It's like, oh, if she wins, okay, whatever. Uh, I, or I, Sasha or Bailey win. I feel like the only person that they have on the women's roster who it feels like it's quote unquote their time would be Liv Morgan. Yeah, maybe Rhea Ripley. Yeah, but she's been champion. True. Liv Morgan's the only one that I can think of who has it because hell, even Nikki um, Nikki Cross has already. What, what is she now? Nikki, Nikki Ash. Nikki, yeah, Nikki Ash. Um, like she's been champion now too. And so like really the only person that I can think of on the women's roster that hasn't been champion is uh, Liv Morgan. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, I mean, I guess she's the one unless we're going to push Lita. I don't think Liv Morgan's going to win though. 
Dude, I, she's had two championship opportunities already. But I don't, th- I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. I just yeah. don't, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. Yeah. That being said, with Mickey James being the quote unquote forbidden door, which I'm not a huge fan of that terminology. It's a weird term. But with her coming in, she's been in like three or four rumbles already. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's not like, oh, wow, you know? Yeah. So, but is there someone that you can think of that might be like, oh, that's a good one? Kyrie Zane. Okay. But she's also been in a couple of rumbles. Yeah. But yeah, she hasn't been there in a while. Yeah. I get what you're saying. She went back to Japan. Um, um, other than that, no. I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot of talent that I can think of. Like, we already mentioned Alundra Blaze. I feel like she's the only one that I can think of that hasn't been in one that would be great in one. Yeah. Because um, she did do that Women's Evolution Battle Royal. Right. Only one I could think of would maybe be Sable. Yeah, when we talked about her last week, she would probably be the biggest pop ever if they brought her in. Just be, but I mean, I mean, she's probably in her fifties now, right? Marlena would be another cool one. Yeah, but again, that's the same thing. Right? It's, it's I'm trying not to sound like a dick here, but we're approaching that fabulous Mula ishness where it's like, ooh, they've been that's been a long time ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't, yeah. you don't, you don't want like to be like, wow, they're not quite as good looking as they used to be, right? You know, and not that they aren't. I haven't seen them in a long time. I, I don't either. know, but. It kind of makes you wonder, so I don't know if that's. Well, I saw right. Marlene on Dark Side of the Ring. She didn't look bad. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but she also wasn't really a wrestler, neither was Sable. Right. So that could be a, a a factor there. I think one surprise they haven't done that I think would be a huge pop would be Stephanie McMahon. Yes. Because she's never been in a Rumble, and I, I could legit see her do it because they're they're so so much on a skeleton crew with the women. Yeah. I could see her jumping in there. Right, and um, it doesn't have to be for long. Well, and I could see a lot of, I could see Sarah Logan showing up in this. Yes. Um, but if they did a four, is Sarah Logan still there? I thought she, that's what I'm saying. She got released. Oh yeah. I could see they're bringing her in for a one-off. Yeah. Um, especially if, if Liv Morgan does end up doing well or winning. Yeah. Um, but if they were doing a forbidden door with AEW, do you think that would be a thing they do? Like if they brought in an AEW talent for the rumble? I, I think they absolutely would. If they worked out a deal, if Tony Khan was cool with it, who would you like to see? Uh, oh, I mean, obviously, um, uh, Rip Baker. I mean, Rip Baker would be take take Conti. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she was there in the past. I think uh, my my the biggest get for me though would be Thunder Rosa. Sure, like she is my hands down across all brands my favorite female wrestler right now, and so I, her getting in the Rumble would be fantastic. Britt Baker makes the most sense, I feel like. Of course. Um, but if you're AEW, do you have anything to gain from this? No. Unle- unless impact, impact does. Unless it's a like a an exchange. Yeah. So like if it's like, hey, I'll give you Britt Baker, but maybe we get uh we get Becky Lynch for mm-hmm. for a night. Or know? or we get Edge for one night to team with Christian. Right. Yeah. You know, which, yeah. hey, you know what, that, that, what if that happened? What if Christian shows up again? I, I have always wanted a partnership between AEW and WWE. Yeah. You know, I've always wanted, I've always thought like things would go so much smoother for both guys if they just shut the hell up and work together. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean it. At least on a, on a every now and then type of basis. Right. They don't, I mean, they can still do their own shtick, but like in big moments, like hell yeah, like do it. That may, it makes sense. And I think having guys like Daniel Bryan there, mm. I think would probably help. Oh yeah. It'd probably help kind of like, uh, build that bridge up a little bit into where they can work together. Cause Daniel Bryan's a good ambassador for both companies. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and that's, 
that's the thing is if they did something like this for either rumble i think it's going to be such a like whole imagine punk showing up in the rumble <laughs> Dude, that would literally be the biggest that would blow it would, it everybody's would yes yeah i mean that that would probably be the like biggest thing of the past decade well interestingly enough um one person that i think might show up is Corey graves yes recently cleared after like what seven or eight years or something um interestingly enough most people in the it, that our fans know who he is, but probably don't know him as a wrestler, just as an yeah. announcer. Um, Cause he retired shortly after the network launched. So most people probably never saw him mm-hmm. perform unless they went back and watched. But what do you think if all of a sudden that, you know, and then like his music hits? Yeah. Do you think there's a pop there? Like, how do you think that reaction? I think there's a lot of confusion Yeah, because I guarantee you, nobody knows what his music sounds like. And, um, they once they see him, they're gonna be like, "Well, that'll oh, stay on the screen." Well, right, right. But like, once they see the name and see him, like, yeah, they'll be excited. But like, I, I think it'll be like kind of a stunned silence, honestly, until he does stump, does something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's like you said. I mean, he, I remember watching those first couple of weeks. You know, his promos that he did in his his one or two matches that he had before he retired. Like, I was like, this guy's badass. Like, he was my favorite in NXT, and then he, like, retired. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. But then then he grew, like, crazy as a commentator. Like, now he's, like, one of my favorite commentators of all time. Yeah, he really flowed into that position very well. I think yeah. more so than they ever would have thought. Yeah. And so, I, I I don't know. Now to see him back in the ring, like, I'm, I'm stoked. It uh, That will be, I think that is almost a lock. I could be yeah. wrong, but because that's such a gamble because they don't know what right. they have really as far as a performer. Yeah. Cause it's been so long. He had, I remember the, the two matches. One thing I liked about him, I felt like he had a unique offensive like move set. Yeah. Like it was unique. It, it didn't seem like hardly anybody used a lot of the things that he did. So he had a really cool like leg submission. I remember yeah. that, I, that was always fun. Um, I mean, I worked him a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. And so I would like to see it happen. Yeah. Cause I know that he was very heavily factored in as a guy to go up soon. Yes. And then he got injured, unfortunately. So yeah. um, hopefully, hopefully he um, he does do it. I think that would be great. Absolutely. Um, other entries, like what are you thinking, surprise wise? Like I know that's something we talk about every year, but like, he makes sense. The Rock coming in and winning it makes sense. But I mean, I don't think The Rock's coming in if he doesn't win it. Right. You yeah. He's I mean? not so, going to come in and just get thrown over. I mean, that that'd be weird for The Rock to do it. Right. Um, but yeah, if he comes in, you know, he's going over. He's winning. Sure. And he's number thirty, right? Of course. Or, or like he, number 29. 28, 28, 29. He's in the last three. But um, but I would assume for him, it's got to be 30. It's got to be one of those things where it's like, okay, I give up, and then 30. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't know. I, I don't know of any male surprises. I mean, if they're doing the Forbidden Door thing, I still think Matt Cardona um, or uh, – um, I know you mentioned before we started recording Moose was talked about a little. Moose has been mentioned by people like like they want him to come he's in. He's the Impact Champion. Right, but at the same time does that is he known on a global audience? Mickey James is known because she's Mickey James. She's uh, legendary. But right. like Moose, I feel like he hasn't really done anything outside of Impact. Do you know who I just realized would be an amazing surprise entrant? Who's that? Chris Jericho. And that goes back to the AEW, if they, they were right. a deal. I, yeah, I think that would be fantastic. I think especially if he came out to Judas. Yes. And I think that's the factor. Like 
if he's WWE Jericho, it's not that exciting. Right. I, I need the leather jacket, you know, that look. Yes. And like the long tights and stuff. Yes. If he if that happens, I think that would be like, oh my God, what is happening? And or even hell, even give give us Daniel Bryan back. I think that yeah. for a night, like that would be fun. I mean, it's like I just I don't see because I guarantee you, because the bells are gonna be in the rumble. I guarantee you Brian's gonna be there. Hey, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're not going to say no to Brian being backstage. Well, if you wanted to be, yeah. Right. Like, I mean, Jericho was on Broken Skull cha- uh, Sessions, right? Right. So they, they agreed to that. Like, Brian's probably going to be there to support his wife. They're not going to say no to him being backstage. I, like, why not let him be out there? You know what I mean? Like, or why not have him be out there? I mean, if Tony Khan approves it and Tony Khan's cool with it. Like, I I, I think stuff like that is fantastic. It's just a, it's just a matter of what can you do? Mm-hmm. because there's nobody. I mean, another thing we haven't really talked about, the fiend could come back at the rumble. That's true. Or Strowman. Strowman could. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of guys, hell EC three for that matter. Um, I feel like that one's a little less than the other two, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. But like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of possibilities, but it's all strictly possibilities because we don't know what all they're willing to go for. Right. So I, I don't know, but as far as surprises that, you know, are already under the WWE umbrella, I have no, I have no idea. Nothing th- sounds like fun to me. I think surprises that are to me, legitimate contenders is more what I'm excited for. Yeah. Cause I know like anytime they brought in Kevin Nash and he's in there for like three minutes, it's like, yeah, I like Kevin Nash, but that's not that exciting. You know what I mean? Like, it's like you know, he's not winning. Do you think just- they ever bring back stone cold? Because he would be a great Rumble entrant. He would be, but again, it's 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 a weird one-off. It'd be like them like bringing in Hogan just to get thrown over. Yeah, like Stone Cold's such a legendary performer. Yeah, like what do you do? Yeah, is it just that? Because then there's people talking like, oh, he's going, he's coming back for another run. Right. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I think with Kevin Nash, he was a big name, but he wasn't as big as Austin. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, Kevin Nash is here, but you're like kind of like, ah, oh, leave the memories alone. You know, yeah. like, you can barely run. Let's dive, let's dive a little bit deeper. The blue meanie, you know, he was almost uh, the Bubba Ray Dudley spot, yeah, in Philadelphia, from what I hear, yeah, because that's that's where he's from, and they wanted an ECW pop essentially, and ended up Bubba Ray got the got the nod, but I, which smart decision, sure, yeah. Um, I mean, nothing against blue meanie, but it's just... it's not. I mean, it's I I think I've never met the blue meanie. Seems like a great guy. Yeah, I think it would be funny. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a quick in and out. That's what I'm saying. Like that's a good one to bring in for a one shot because it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, you know, he's not going to win. Even if even if he was already there, you're like, ah, oh, he's not winning. Well, it's like I know one year they brought in Snuka and Piper. Yeah, at Madison Square Garden, they're back to back, and basically they get dumped out in two minutes. But it's like it's it's a fun pop to hear the super 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 fly or the, yeah. the bagpipes because it's Madison Square Garden. They're huge stars in the industry. But you don't, I mean, Jimmy Snuka clearly isn't winning. Piper's clearly not right. winning. That's where I think if you bring in, like when Edge came out, that was great about that. It's like, he could win. Yes. And the fact that he didn't was kind of awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? In a weird way. Because it was like, holy shit. Because well, he stayed in there to the end. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, he could legitimately win this as a surprise. That's yeah. amazing. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna throw this out to you because I, I love the idea of the comedy spots. Glenn, uh, Glenn Jacobs fake diesel <laughs> dude yeah or i would rather have isaac Yankum. yeah yeah i mean that would be great too but uh, just him coming back as a different character i think other than kane i think would be so much better than him coming back as kane 
Yeah, I don't think they want to remember Fake Diesel because it was such a that was such a. But that's so fun. Like, it is. <laughs> like looking back on it, like it was terrible back then, but like now to bring it back and make fun of it, that would be awesome. You know, here the really funny part is apparently Vince McMahon was convinced that it would work. No, not only that, that people attached to the characters, not the people, because he wanted to do a fake Bret Hart. Oh my god! And I think just call him the Hitman or something. I don't remember, but because I think Bret Hart's his legitimate name, but. Like, dear God, you know, like he actually, I think he actually thought that would work. I mean, like the good God, that was one of the worst ideas ever. I remember. Well, uh, to be fair, it did work with uh, doink. Well, but that's, a li- <laughs> and that, honestly, now that you say that, that might've been where he thought, oh yeah, that is like the character, but right. you can't tell who it is. Right. Yeah. I had no idea. It was two different guys for like years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely possible, but, and hell, they had a traveling doink that wasn't Ray Apollo. They had a really, couple, oh yeah. Steve Kern did it a few times. No kidding. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because it's, you know, they can have basically doink on two crews. Right. Cause doink, you know? Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't know. I think the whole forbidden door thing before we recorded, you did bring up Okada. Yeah, being, I did. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what their partnership. I know they had talked in the past about a partnership with the new Japan. So I don't know if that's a possibility. Uh, He's oh. got such iconic theme music with like the tingling, like yes. the, the change dingling, and yeah. And he's the only one that I can think of as far as New Japan that would be uh, interesting to me. He would be a huge one. Or what about this? You know, um, the Briscoe brothers. I know there's talks with them in, in AEW, but they haven't shown up yet. In like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're not going back and forth on Twitter with FTR if that if that's not factored in. I don't think. Yeah, but I'm surprised they haven't shown up yet. It's weird that they haven't. I know, but I think it's a slow burn. I think they're getting, I think it was like, okay, Jay Lethal, Brody King. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's a, I think they're trying to slow it down and not bring on everybody all at once. Which that makes sense. In my opinion. I, and I could be wrong, but, because yeah. um, FTR showed up at that ROH show to, to beat them up. Yeah. So. I mean, it's going to happen. I, I mean, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion, but yeah. I just don't think it's going to be yet. So that being said, that they would be damn interesting in the Rumble. Oh, yeah. So, But again, that's also a weird thing is there's two of them. So are they back-to-back? Like, how do you do that? You know, They're number one and number two, <laughs> that just would, like they do every other tag team. Yeah, I mean, that could be, that could be a thing. Yeah. Um, what do you think they do with Johnny Knoxville in this thing? I think he's in the ring, and Omos comes out right after him. And then Omos destroys them. And just throws them out. Yeah. 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 I mean, that seems like the most likely. I mentioned Goldberg last week. I still yeah. think that could work yeah. if they were able to get Goldberg in the in the match. But yeah. Omos makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, I do, however, see Johnny Knoxville getting on the top rope and jumping off. I think there's going to be a couple spots that he tries because, he, you know. He's Johnny Knoxville. He's Johnny Knoxville. But, like, I, I think, yeah, he's. Probably going to take a giant bump from Omos and then get thrown out. Well, he's kind of been feuding with Sami Zayn, right? Um, who? Knoxville. They've had I, a little back and I, forth on SmackDown. Is that what it is? And I think he, like, dumped Sami Zayn over the top. Okay. When he was back with turns, almost like, you know, I mean, had this been the Royal Rumble, you'd be eliminated right. type of thing. So they'll probably do something. For whatever reason, Sami Zayn's the work with celebrities guy. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And it's probably, it's probably because Sami Zayn, like, he, I, I would assume he realizes, like, I'm never going to be the top guy. Let me just do some fun stuff. Sure. I, I, the conspiracy I, theory stuff. Yeah. Like, he's like, just let me let me have fun. Yeah. And that's probably why he's totally flourishing in his role. No, for sure. Because he's, he's honestly one of the highlights of either one of the shows. Mm-hmm. Because he just 
is it's crazy. Like it's ridiculous what he does. Right. And so I think that might be his his comfort zone. Yeah. Right? Like like okay, well we'll put him with Sammy. Yeah. Because he can and he's also believable enough as a backstage actor. Yeah. That like you buy into it kinda. Where a lot of those guys it's hard to pull that off. Well and also too, he's also a guy that like like, you know, Johnny Knoxville throwing him over the top rope. It's like I could see that. Right. He's not throwing Goldberg over. <laughs> right. right. It's yeah, like, that Omos. makes sense. Yeah. He threw Sammy over. That makes sense. Yeah. But then, like, if he does eliminate Sammy, it's a moment. And then, yeah, like you said, Omos comes out next. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that all that all works. But um, other than that, man, it's kind of hard to speculate on the men's rumble. The women, I feel like, is a little bit easier to almost kind of see because they're so they're such a, a smaller playing field. Yeah. As far as who they can use and, and what. And yeah. Things like that. And like if if AEW is a viable option as far as Forbidden Door entrance, I feel like that's that changes the game a bit. Yeah. But if you're Tony Khan, do you want your women's world champion eliminated in a WWE match? I don't know. Does would, that does I, that hurt her? I don't know. I wouldn't put my champion in there. Well, I, like I I would probably be like, all right, Thunder, Thunder Rosa, Rosa. Yeah, yeah, you go over there, shine a little bit. Yeah. You know? I mean, they would have to almost give. It has to be it somebody with name value. They'd have to give someone the an elimination. Like yes. they have to have like a, a good standing in the match. Yeah. You know, like in there for five, ten minutes. But yeah. it's hard to say, man. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um I do think Okada would be fun. I think I think Vince will possibly go always go back to what he knows. And so I could see him not like if, if they presented like, well, how about Britt Baker? He's like, I don't know. Mickey James. Yes. You yeah. Because he knows her. Right. You know, same with uh Okada, I don't know who that is. Chris yeah. Jericho, yes, yeah, because that's that's what he knows. But I mean, granted, Jericho would be a, I think, a fun entrant. It's just absolutely, you know, what 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 do you do after? And is right. it a one night only type thing or whatever? Daniel Bryan makes sense, like obviously, but and I well, I think we have to look at all of these as one night onlys. You know, what I mean, like yeah, unless they're gonna win, and then it's like, oh shit, you know, right? Well, it's kind of like you said with Lita, if she actually does win, that would be. Pretty interesting. Yeah, give her a run to Mania. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, because no one would see that coming. And I think that would also open the door for the surprise entrance being taken more seriously. Yes. As opposed to just coming back to be in the Rumble and definitely not going to win. Right. Well, we got a little bit of movie talk here. Why do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Breaking Bay, Breaking Bay, Breaking Bay, Breaking Bay, all right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell you what we got now. Uh, Big underscore Bane, the Peacemaker, or I guess just Peacemaker, has officially debuted on HBO Max. It has. Starring John Cena. We haven't, we touched on this a little bit, but this is kind of interesting. He's got his own series. Yeah. Good like, for him. Yeah. I mean, he obviously has been venturing off into movies mm-hmm. and stuff, but this is actually like a series uh, on HBO Max. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Are you uh, Are you going to check this out? Oh, yeah, I absolutely am. I loved him in, in the Suicide Squad. Um, I thought he did phenomenal in that, so I'm definitely going to check this out. It's just a matter of uh, when I got time. Oh, but, definitely. It looks like the first three episodes are already up. Okay. So that's kind of a fun little thing. Like It says yeah, episode one, two, and three, and it looks like it's going to be an eight-episode uh, season. Good on him, man. Yeah, and and I'm glad that he has found something that works because yeah. I felt like it was a little bit difficult for him to find his footing in Hollywood. You know, so, kind of similar to the way The Rock was at first. You know, it's, it's like he made a lot of movies that eh, I don't know they didn't really land too well. You know, even though they were successful because of who he is, right? But like 
um, I, I don't know. I'm glad John Cena found something that really works for him because Peacemaker is probably like a perfect character for him. Yeah, I agree. I think it's awesome. And I think um, HBO Max getting all these DC series is really fun. Absolutely it is. Um, I know you're obviously a bigger DC fan than Marvel. Um, yeah. I haven't really even watched too much of this, but I definitely I have HBO Max. I just honestly I don't utilize it as much as I should. It's a really good service. It really is. Yeah. And um, I mean, they have a lot of cool movies on there and stuff like that. And they actually do a lot of a lot of fun stuff. Like uh, I remember on Halloween, uh, that month of Halloween, they had like a uh, kind of like a, a pick a door type thing. It was three doors, and like one was called not scary at all, kind of scary, and then super scary or something like that. Oh wow! And like it, what it would do is you like open the door, and then it just picked a movie for you every day. Uh, oh wow! In October, and a movie or a TV show, you know, depending on whatever your scare level was. And they actually did the uh, same thing for Christmas, except I think it was a um, maybe like similar to an advent calendar. Maybe sure, I might sure. be remembering that wrong, but it was a little bit different. But they do they do a lot of cool stuff on that app, like especially on the holidays. Um, but uh, definitely definitely a fun service. No, I think it's definitely cool. And um, like I said, I'm all about more DC shows. I mean, we've got now uh, Peacemaker, we've got Doom Patrol, yeah. Uh, Titans. I think there's yeah. the Harley Quinn cartoon. I, is there another show? I, I feel like we always ask that. So I'm thinking if we can't remember it, that means there's probably not. <laughs> I did see that they're making a Catwoman. No, I'm sorry. A Batgirl movie for HBO Max. Okay. So I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, I don't I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. I, I just saw a picture, so I imagine it's going to be a little bit, but still kind of fun. Yeah. I'm 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 really hoping for another Harley Quinn season because that I thought that show was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it was, have they done two seasons of that? I think two seasons. Yeah, it yeah. was goofy and kind of ridiculous, but I mean, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, Peacemaker. I'm definitely excited to check it out. One one quick thing before we move on, man. Uh, have you seen uh, Free Guy? It's it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. I haven't. But somebody I can't remember who it was. Somebody told me the other day that it is absolutely fantastic. It is a really freaking good movie, and you know what you know what it's about, right? Like it's a He's not aware that he's in a game. He's in a yeah, Truman Show. He's, he's, he's a non he's a non playable character in in this video game, and he falls in love with this girl. Well, like I don't know. It's just a really fun concept. But why I wanted to bring it up is because like they ended up having some Disney licensed things in there, and I'm like, I didn't. It wasn't a Disney movie. It was just kind of kind of odd to me. But like they had like a like a, like a, some Marvel stuff and they had a little bit of star Wars. I'm like, that's so weird. Interesting. But, uh, I don't know. It's a really good movie, man. It, and Ryan Reynolds is just fantastic in it. So like he always is, but definitely, definitely worth checking out. I definitely want to. I mean, there's, it's one of those things, man. There's so many movies and TV shows. It's hard to keep up with it. Sometimes it just makes it, uh, makes it difficult. Like, I don't know. I, the other day, my mom was telling me about this series on Netflix. I need to watch as it's so good. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. And I mean, I want to, what's it's, it called? Uh, outer banks. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. I've it's like a it. treasure hunting type show. Yeah. Kind of sounds like my cup of tea. So, yeah. But then like, uh, before we started recording, you told me you were catching up on always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. I've always, I've watched like the first two seasons of that show and I love it, but I have never watched anymore. And it's not that I don't want to, it's yeah. just that I haven't. And I mean, that show's been going like what, 15 years or something. Yeah. Long time. I literally just started watching it about a month ago and it's like one of my favorite shows now. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy how it happens. Well, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. So we got a little bit of toy talk this week. Uh, Big underscore Bane. Super 7 uh, did a new pre-order recently for the second wave. 
of Simpsons figures. Um, now, we talked about Super 7 a few weeks ago with the Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain wave. Their figures look great. I have no complaints there. The price point is, yeah, a little bit on the expensive side. Yep. So the second wave, and, and again, Super 7 is very interesting in how they, I guess, put like the figures that they put in the waves, I, I thought was odd. Like, so they choose, uh, you get Bartman. So it's like a variant Bart, not like a regular Bart. That's a kind of already an odd choice. Then you get Krusty the Clown. This is actually my favorite figure of the set. Um, that looks amazing. Doesn't it? Yeah. Three heads. You got the robe, the monkey, the comp, or the box of cereal accessories. Um, a pie from pie in the face. I mean, so great. Then you get Duff Man. And that's kind of an interesting choice. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's a reoccurring character, so I get it. But for wave two, isn't that a weird one? Who all was in wave one? So wave one, you got astronaut Homer. Not regular Homer? Not regular Homer. Okay. You got Poochie. He's like this red dog that appeared on Itchy and Scratchy. Oh, like, wasn't that like one episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mo. Okay. That makes sense reoccurring. And then, like, Robot, Itchy, and Scratchy. Why, why the hell wouldn't you just spend Series 1 on just doing... That's what Super 7 does, apparently. Because I, I talked to someone about this, and I'm like, that's what they do. And so, and then at the final figure of Wave 2, we get Hank Scorpio, who was Homer's boss in one episode. This one, is, one episode. Super eccentric character. Great figures. $55. What do you think, man? I mean, like, cause I'll be honest, seeing these got me itchy cause I love them, but I'm I just you scratchy though. <laughs> they did not get me scratchy, <laughs> but it's just like Bart has the skateboard and I like, he has Santa's little helper. Um, so it's fun, but, but what's weird is with Bart, man, he's got his utility belt on, but they could have easily made the cape removable and to given him a regular Bart head. And it could have been Bart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I got no beef though with Bartman, Krusty, or Duffman. I think having the other guy in there is dumb. He was literally in one episode. Why would you make a figure of him? But the fact that he's got his uh his like fire launcher the is flame, fun. Flamethrower. Flamethrower, that's like super fun. Yeah. But I, I get it. I mean it's it's a it's a deep cut. But I think that's what they're trying to do is like those deep cuts of like, ooh, we'll do really weird stuff that people don't see coming. Um yeah, but I mean, that being said, why, why aren't we getting freakazoid? Right. <laughs> you know, like if you guys are going to do deep cuts, do deep cuts. Right. Like I, I just, it, it really makes me wonder if when it comes to freakazoid, if maybe they just can't get people can't get the license. Well, no, that one toy company did. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I just, I, I, I think it's too deep of a cut for them to try. If they're putting out Hank Scorpio. Simpsons is bigger though. I mean, do you not agree? But that's not the guy. Like no. that's not the guy you put out for a deep cut. I still think Duffman's a huge deep cut. I would much rather have like a Ned Flanders. Right, but like at least Duffman has been in multiple episodes. Mm -hmm. Like, and he's a cool looking figure. Right, this guy. Like, I would, I would rather see them do the sexy Ned Flanders, like the buff one. Yes, like, like that's the one I would rather them put out. I'd rather or, Grandpa be there or Rainier Wolfcastle as. McBain, right? Like that guy would be better. Um, freaking radioactive man. Like if we're gonna do like deep cuts like that, right? I don't know. I mean that that just that's dumb. I Superintendent Chalmers would be great. That's like, a that's a deep cut, though. right? But like he's again, he's been in multiple episodes. You know, I mean, it, like 
deep cuts like that make sense, but this is like a one episode character. No, I agree. It, it's definitely an interesting one. Um, but I think that's what they're going to try to do is each, each wave kind of do like a kind of an over the top, interesting type character, which, and, and maybe the, the problem is, is like with, with freakazoid, he's like literally his own license. Yeah. And so maybe that's why they don't dive into it because like, could be they're, they're afraid that like, yeah, he, won't sell enough for that. I still think a company needs to do Freakazoid on a pre-order basis. Sure. Well, that's what Super 7 does. They're all pre-order. Okay, so then what the hell? With these Ultimates, everything's a pre-order, and they're up for like a month, and you can pre-order if you want, and then that's they're, they're done. So that makes them very valuable if you buy them. Yeah. But Freakazoid, another safe bet is he would basically just be the one figure, unless you wanted to do the other characters. I, which, I, I think they would do a full wave. Because and they, they very well may since they have the Animaniacs license. Yeah, because there's, you know, there are, um, there's the Loeb who's like his arch nemesis, you know. And then there's also, I can't remember his name, uh, Gutierrez, but I can't remember like what his freakazoid name was. Like, but he was like basically like the reverse Flash mm-hmm. type character gimmick. Like, like the evil version. Yeah, he was that. And so I think, I don't know if they'd put him out, but like they could do freakazoid, Cosgrove, the his sidekick cop buddy that he's got, uh, the girlfriend and then the lobe in that first series. And that would like that right there would hit all the notches for everybody that likes freakazoid. If they did that, would you pre-order? I pre-order every single one. Really? Even yes. though it's like 200 bucks. Yep. Really? Yeah. I'd slap it on the credit card, even though I, I hate using my credit card. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. and I would, I would lie to the wife and I would say like, Oh my God, I won this contest. I'm getting all these freak. It's like a dream come true. I'm getting these freakazoid figures. Well, I do know they, and I don't know if they offer this, but a lot of, websites do the pay in four installments now that might be a little easier that's how i would do it yeah, yeah. If, if super seven offers that that's how i would do it i don't know if they do uh, they should yeah honestly because that's a smart strategy but yeah i thought it was worth talking about just because i don't hate super seven i think their stuff is good it's just expensive yeah and uh, it kind of depends on what you want to go with and and maybe they do these random characters for the diehards but like if you're like yeah i don't need uh duff man or hank scorpio yeah you know i can just buy crusty and bartman and call it good yeah could be Anyway, that's about all I got. Anything else you want to add before we, uh, before we wrap it up here? Uh, I, I want to give a shout-out to some boys. Uh, Poetic Prophet, Dobro, Mike the Cleaner, uh, Logan the Ginger, Sith Lord Sammy. Shout-out to you guys. I just, I'm just i going to start doing that. I'm going to start giving shout-outs. Shout-outs to people? Yeah. That, Any that specific we don't, reason? No, just because we don't. they're not like podcasting guys. So like, okay. We don't plug them in the podcast. Just want to make sure we give shout-outs. You said Dobro, right? Yes. I want to, I want to shout out uh, Nate from Ring Skirts. There we go. I want to shout out Steve Hoker. Yeah. I want to shout out, uh, let's see, who else? Who else? Who else? E, uh, Viva La Ethan. Yeah, hell yeah. I love Ethan. He's a great dude. I'm try- I am I feel bad if I'm missing people. I know that's the thing with doing this. Like, I almost need to write all the shout outs. How about down. Nick Haddix? Dude, Nick Haddix is such a damn good brother. Oh, yeah. Like, every few days, like, hey, man, have a good day. Like, yeah. Nick Haddix. He's, he's, he's good people. Yeah. And it's always like at a. Uh, 6 30 in the morning when i'm about to leave for work yeah so he knows and your so, day's getting rolling right and so it's like perfect timing man absolutely great dude um yeah man we're, we're actually pretty lucky with uh how about like guys like soda hunter soda Hunter's a great guy love soda hunter um it, i think it's one of those things like with podcasting i never really assumed we would build a a community around other podcasts and just people on yeah. twitter like but that's kind of like the least area that i promoted it early on yeah now it's like the main area I promote it because there's so many people we've met yeah. in those uh, in those uh, different social media sites. Yeah. Definitely cool stuff. Absolutely. 
All right, of course, we got to shout out uh, our podcasting buddies, like Fully Posable, Jeff and Scott over there, um, dropping a new show every Sunday, just like this show. So check them out. And yep. Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry, uh, dropping a couple shows every week. Love those guys. Super hilarious. Always check them out. Definitely. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another go-to listen for me, especially if you like retro pro wrestling. It's right up your alley, I'm sure. Yep. The Ringside Rant with RJ, uh, the Leisure and Lariat's podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Yep. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Caitlin, who's on the mend, recovering. Yes. Back on the yeah, podcast. They, they recently just dropped a new episode, Back Together Again. Absolutely. Super, super excited about it. I love those two. Um, glad that they, uh, glad that she's doing oh, better. Yeah. And speaking of that, on that episode, I, I told Drew I would, I would talk about this on the show. So I got to, Drew put me on game to this new Arby's sandwich called the Diablo Chicken Sandwich. Are you a spicy fan breaker? Sometimes, depending on what it is. This, he he said, he gave it a review and said, like, I give it about a 7 out of 10. And so... I don't go to Arby's much. I don't either. Despite what some people might think. I don't either. Um, but after hearing about it, like, I was like, I'm going to go try this. So mm-hmm. I convinced the wife to get Arby's because she's not a huge Arby's fan. But I convinced her to go get some Arby's. And so we went... I got that sandwich. Diablo scares me. That word kind of scares me. Here's the thing. It is the spiciest of the fast food spicy chicken sandwiches. Oh, really? Is it a sauce or is it just baked? It is everything. So, like, they have, like, a spicy seasoning they put on the chicken, and they have jalapenos on it. But they're, like, they're like fresh jalapenos. It's not pickled jalapenos, which is so nice. Yeah. They had, um, of course, the regular, like, chicken, like the deep fried chicken. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Um. Then there's like this habanero barbecue sauce. I believe it's habanero. Super spicy. It was like a, a ghost pepper jack cheese. Ooh. And then um, some kind of spicy bun. Dude, I know you said you depends with spiciness, but this is like as spicy I'm as it was. You just describing it. As spicy as it was, it is probably the best sandwich I have ever had out of Arby's. Like it tasted phenomenal. So much so that I went back the next day and got it again. Wow. It was so damn good. And and on top of that, they give you a free small shake or maybe a kid size shake because it's like it's so hot, you'll need it to cool down. Here's the thing, I didn't. Like I <laughs> I didn't really need it. Didn't need it. Joke's on yeah, you, but, bitch. But but shout out to you for giving me a freebie. Uh, but like, oh my God, it was so damn good. Like, it's probably my favorite fast food sandwich right now. Interesting. And I'll, I'm going to get, and I'm also going to give uh, Drew Vinsel this too. I tried Wendy's new fries. They're not really that good. I never thought Wendy's fries. I mean, they're fast I, food fries. I've never thought like anything's going to be amazing. By the way, I have an air fryer now. So game changer, right? Dude, dude, dude. Oh, people, man. people say it's like bacon in an oven. No, shut up. No, it's way better. Yeah. You, I hope you sew your mouth shut. You idiot. Because it's not, it's way better. It's totally different. And it's so much better. I like to put tater tots in there. I did. I've done some tater oh tots. God, I, tater. I, do you know what else I did the other day? What'd you do? Some old fish sticks, uh, dude. Yes. And some popcorn I, shrimp. I've done some cod in there before. And it's a, uh, oh yeah. Hell yeah. Cowboy. <laughs> delightful love me some food oh man it's a yeah it's a game changer i got me some uh some chicken nuggets yeah and i uh, got the buffalo wild wings caribbean jerk sauce oh yeah oh god good stuff huh that and some ranch shut your face See, when it comes to when it comes to wings i'm a uh just a buffalo wing like i, I like frank's I like frank's hot sauce that's what i'm a big fan yeah. of i mean i the caribbean jerk has a really good flavor but it's also got a spice to it that i enjoy um 
I don't know. I've never been a big. I like. I don't mind buffalo wing sauce, but the flavor is not my favorite. And I really can't probably describe it. I need like a spicy barbecue. That's more my jam. spicy barbecue is really good too. Habanero barbecue. That's good yeah, stuff. Yeah. So yeah, tales from the estate. Check them out. Absolutely. Uh, wreck my podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. I won their Patreon contest. Did you? Yeah, I'm getting sent a prize package. Nice. So who knows? Who knows? Um, trivia with buds with Ryan Buds. Howling with the wolf. Mm-hmm. Pulling up a chair with at a chair shot. Yep. And then of course night of the nerdy laser podcast. Check, catching up with Aaron and Daniel. All yep. those great shows. Check all of them out. Yes. Uh, and then our other podcast, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday with a special guest. Just had Eric Redbeard, formerly Eric Rowan, on the show. Yeah, that was a fun listen. Absolutely good times. Uh, the TB Toycast every Thursday with me and Travis Fowler. And then, of yep. course, No Holds Barred with the one and only Bill Benis. Yeah, son of a bitch. Uh, I saw that Any he... Any news? Uh, well, I, I saw he posted on Twitter wanting questions for the show. Uh, so I guess that means we'll be back up and running soon. You got some good questions. There were some good questions there, except for yours. Um, <laughs> you want to tell them what I asked? Yeah, you at, you asked if he would slap me across the face. For $10 and, or $10 worth of tacos. Yeah, and here's the thing. Um, I never got an answer. Well, he's going to answer these on the show. Oh, well, I feel like the sooner he answers, the sooner I, he can get tacos. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, but like that, that, was, that was the whole gimmick is he's going to answer these on the show. But like I, I, you know, the thing is, is like, I'm gonna have to talk to Zelly about this because there, there, there needs to be a rule in place that there's no violence of any kind in the studio. Okay, I know, I know he just had that fight with Santa Claus at Christmas, but like, I, there's, there's got to be a rule set in place that we can't have fisticuffs thrown in 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 the studio. I, I don't, I don't think a slap across the face for a bet it counts. It does not count. It counts. It does not count. I want you to get slapped. He's not gonna slap me across the face, Breaker. I will punch him square in the nose and make him make his eyes do water. It. Make his eyes water. I'm not going to do it unless he comes at me. Don't come at me. You know? I think I think he might. He better not. Tacos are on the line. You better not. I will punch him square in the nostrils. I hope well, I kind of hope you do cuz maybe he'll slap you again. Then what would you do? He won't be able to see after I punch him in the nostrils with my middle knuckle. What if he gives it a nice block and then slaps you? He doesn't know. He's Cobra Kai till he dies. He doesn't know how to block. I doubt he's Cobra Kai, but I I don't think they don't block. They just all they know is offense. Yeah, well, that's all. That's their gimmick breaker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's transitioned to Eagle Fang. <laughs> Who knows? A little bit of both. Yeah. Well, also check out all of Bane's music over on Apple or Spotify, including the new song "The Freaks." Absolutely. Um, check us out. Um, well, I guess we could announce it here. We haven't announced it yet. No more Patreon. Yeah, so this will be our final month of it. Um, we've actually kind of already informed all the all the guys, like, go ahead and cancel it just so we don't forget. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be shutting it down at the end of the month. Yes, so um, if anyone doesn't know, we'll just kind of throw it out there publicly. We want our patrons to know first, but there's no reason why we can't say it on here. Uh, the federal government's kind of changed how they tax yeah. little uh, side hustles. And before it was like you didn't have to report anything. It was under twenty grand. Now it's yeah. under six hundred. Yeah, which is a vastly different number. Yes, and so it does not do us a whole lot of good to keep that open just to be taxed on it. So right, we're just uh, gonna shut it down. Yep. And um, Outsiders Beard Co. Grab yourself some beard balm or beard oil. Yes, and by the time you hear this, uh, Yoko's Howl should be available as well as Tobacco Vanilla beautiful yes buddy and then all of our t-shirts you can find at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash brian breaker bbph.redbubble.com what a maneuver search by store for breaker and bane's power hour bane tv toy cast tales from the estate 
Fully Posable doing the favor, PPW, Ringside Rant, all the good brothers have shirt stores as well. Everybody, I, th- I think even Dobro's got a shirt store. He does, yes. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely does. So check all those guys out. Absolutely. Uh, I think GBM has one too, actually. Does he? Okay. I believe so. Hell yeah. Uh, so check all those guys out. Pick you up some threads. Um, and we didn't shout out GBM earlier. Shout out to GBM. Shout out to GBM. He'll G- be he'll be hitting us up in the DMs if we leave him yeah. out. GBM, how the hell you doing, pal? How you doing, pal? Okay. <laughs> uh, I hope we didn't miss anybody because I will feel bad. I know that's the thing about shout outs is I, I know when I when we listen back to this room like ah oh, shit we forgot that guy and then yeah. you know like I didn't shout out Travis Fowler but he's like on TV Toycast he doesn't so. count as as a non podcasting guy anymore because he's got one true true so you know Ethan Chambers told me he might start a podcast and I said well you, if you do it you're gonna go into the roll call yeah and if he doesn't if he doesn't start a podcast if he starts a podcast and it's not about nascar i'm gonna be highly disappointed well that's what i think it was going to be okay so okay good i mean but i'm not disappointed i'm not trying to like announce shit ahead of time but i okay. don't know it better be about nascar i'm just saying i'm just saying ethan it better be about nascar it better be about nascar because one thing i like about doing the favorite sports shows is i don't watch a lot of sports right so Different. i get my news on sports from them so True. i can sure i can pretend at work that i know what i'm talking about I kind of like get my because you know before I watched a lot of TV commercials right and so I would always know about food yes I'm learning that with tales from the estate right so, exactly yeah always learning <laughs> <laughs> anyway thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour and we will see you guys in seven days peace easy yeah one more time. <laughs> It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Sicker. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.